Hi there. You're listening to the Cary Church Podcast. We at Cary seek to be flourishing communities of hope, transformed by God's love, following Jesus and serving in God's world. To find out more on how to connect with us, go to cary.asn.au. Well, good morning. The reading this morning is taken from Proverbs chapter 16. If you have your Bibles uh, to open them up or your phones, Proverbs 16 verses 1 to 9. We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. The Lord has made everything for his own purposes, even the wicked for a day of disaster. The Lord detests the proud. They will surely be punished. Unfailing love and faithfulness make atonement for sin. By fearing the Lord, people avoid evil. When people's lives please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. Better to have little with godliness than to be rich and dishonest. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Thanks, Pastor Pete. How's everyone feeling today? Great. Awesome. It's good that you're here. The person who said that you're great. It's good. Hey, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Sarah. I'm one of the pastors here at Kerry. And I just want to jump straight into the message today. So grab out your Bibles, grab out your journals, grab out your pens. I know your vocals are all warmed up because we've been singing, but maybe you need to stretch your arms because we're going to have full participation. Maybe you need to do this. Maybe you need to do this. Yes, that's right, because you're going to need to stretch them. Full participation today. Um, Today we're going to be looking at Proverbs 16, 1 to 9 and letting that speak to us. Um, And I've given this message the title, Be Wise, Give God Your Plan. Now, I could have called it, Don't Be Stupid, Give God Your Plan, but I thought it wiser. See what I did there? thought it would be wiser to call it be wise, give God your plan. So if you actually remember that today, if I was convinced that you were going to remember that today, I wouldn't even have to give the message. But there's no guarantee. So I am going to have to give you a few thoughts. But let's say that aloud together. It's not on the screen, so you might want to write it down. Let's say it together. Say, be wise, give God your plan. Be wise, give God your plan. That wasn't Bad for a first effort. Let's try it again with a bit more gusto. Be wise, give God your plan. All right, that's awesome. I'm going to test you on this through the message. So be wise, write it down if you're not going to remember that, okay? But be wise, give God your plan. All right, to start our time together, I think by now, if you've heard me speak before, you know I like a bit of participation, a bit of, bit of hand raising going up every now and then. So I have concluded that there are two types of people in the world, and I just want to see who's who in the room. So to work out who is who, I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios, and just to, I just want you to answer honestly by raising your hands, and I know you're all warmed up now because we did our exercises. Okay, so the first question is, who has ever been lost? Now, maybe you've been driving along, maybe it was before GPS, oh look, I don't even have to continue, there's hands all over the place. Everyone's been lost at some point in their life or another. Okay, so 
Just imagine you've been lost if you haven't been lost. But people type A. Who asks for directions when they're lost? Yeah, there's a few of us, all right? So we've, we've got lost, we've asked for some directions. People type B. Who just keeps going and either figures it out eventually or just gives up? Huh, that actually makes a lot of sense, Pastor Pete. <laughs> I, can, I can see things happening now. All right, cool, cool. All right, so we've got some of both in the room. That's good. Let's try a different scenario and just see if the same people are still type A and type B. Who here has ever bought anything from Ikea, other than the meatballs? Like, we're talking flat packs, okay? Flat packs from Ikea. <laughs> you got shares. And the rest of you are all really regretful that you've ever bought flat packs from Ikea. I get that. Um, people type A. Who opens up the box, grabs out the instructions, and straight away follows the instructions? Yes, of course, type A person over here. Who thinks instructions are for the weak and they just get on with the job? There's, oh, that makes sense too. All right, so there's a few of you here. How many type Bs find that there's always pieces left over? Yeah, there are. That really worries me, okay? As a type A person who likes to have direction, follow instructions, um, my husband Kyle, he is a great repair person. He fixes everything. Uh, the car will need something fixed, an electronic item or uh, something with lots of parts and he'll just pull them apart to do what needs to be done and when he's finished putting it all back together, it's amazing how many parts apparently weren't actually needed. Uh, you know, extra unnecessary screws and bolts everywhere and uh, clearly unnecessary because they're left over after he puts it back together. Anyone else find that? Anyone experience that? Yeah, a few of you. Now, every time he looks at the car, there are less pieces holding it together. And eventually, I'm worried that there'll be nothing holding it together and it will just fall to the floor. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Weight reduction. It's fuel efficiency, right? Yeah, thanks, honey. There you're there somewhere. Couldn't find you. There you are. Um, you know, from my experience, I find that things generally tend to go smoother and go better when I use instructions or when I ask someone who knows better than I do how to do it or how to get there. That's my experience. And when I build upon the experience and the knowledge and the understanding of others who have gone before, who have done that before, when I draw on their wisdom, I get things done better and quicker. But when I try to do things by my own self, type B people, that is when, it, for me, it takes longer, I get frustrated, I do stuff wrong, and if I'm being honest, I usually give up and ask someone for help anyways. And the reality is, it would have been easier to get the wise counsel before I even started. Anyone know what I'm talking about? And it's, it's actually okay to be honest, type B people. This is a non-judgmental place, okay? So you can just admit your faults and acknowledge that it's easier to ask people before you start, okay? You can do that this morning. Um, and you know, the thing is, I find this same principle applies when I'm making plans for my life. Proverbs 16.1 says, To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. And I know you've got a different version 
Oh no, you've got that version. That's good. That's good. Um, now I don't know about you, but I love making plans. I have. I love having goals in life. I love knowing what I'm working towards, whether it be uh, for that day, the week, the year, for the next five to ten years. I love having plans. Now the plans don't always look the same as I mature and things go in different directions but I love to plan. Now, when I was younger, I had a plan to go to university and become a midwife. Uh, and I also had plans to get married and have babies. And I also had a plan to buy a house and get a nice car. Now, some of those have come to be. Um, now, you've probably had similar plans, you know, maybe not necessarily to be a midwife, but to get a certain occupation. Um, and I'm sure this probably sounds familiar to some of your plans that you've had in life. Now, some of my plans at the moment are to become financially stable, working really hard on that. It's very challenging, though, and almost conflicting, well, very conflicting, that we're also planning a trip for our long service leave to America and Canada later in the year. They don't kind of go together, but we're seeking God's wisdom. Um, no doubt you've got some plans for your life or you've got some heart's desires of what you want to get and see out of life. And we like to dream and plan, don't we? Really, if we're honest, we do. We love to know where we're going or have some kind of idea, have some dreams. Um, and it's inbuilt in us because we are made in God's image. And God is a planner. I'm not sure if you know that about God, but he is. He's a planner and he plans and he prepares. And so it is in our nature to prepare and to plan our future and to set goals. But in this very first verse of Proverbs 16, we're told that though we can make our own plans, wisdom for those plans comes from God. But from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue, or another translation says, comes the right answer. That is referring to wisdom. Now, we can make all the plans we like, but unless we have wisdom to make the right plans and make the right decisions, it is very likely not going to go as wonderful for you. Now, as Christians, if we want to make great plans, we should be bringing our plans before God and asking for his wisdom in our planning so that we can make wise plans and preparations. Who remembers our message title? What should we do? We should be wise, give God your plan. Okay, great. Three people remembered that. All right. Be wise, give God your plan. I'm confident you're going to have this by the end of the message, okay? Be wise, give God your plan. Now, how can we do that? Right, well, we have the very basic and effective tools that have been given to us, okay? For some of you, this is, you just know this stuff, but we'll go through it again. First, we can talk to God about it. You know, in prayer, we can ask God to give us the right answer, to give us wisdom. We can also refer to the Word. You know, read your Bible. God has a way of revealing stuff to us through the Bible. It is living and active. We also have others around us who are wiser than we are. Pastor Pete mentioned that last week. You probably know someone who is wise uh, in, your, in your circle. You know, they've been around longer. They've experienced things. They know stuff. Ask them what they think about your plan and let God speak through them. A really practical example for you. So I mentioned just before that our family are planning a holiday to America and Canada, and we are very excited about that. Um, Kyle and I are both due for long service leave, and we have this opportunity. Now, in our planning, we have had conversations with Kyle's parents about things to do, places to see, what their thoughts are about timing, how long we should stay in certain places, because they have been there. 
They have experienced stuff. Their life experience has given them wisdom in this area, and I'm confident that we will have a much better holiday because we've sought the wisdom on this matter. Just like Kyle's parents have had experience in this area, how much more experience and knowledge and understanding does God have? Right? Be wise. Give God your plan. Because honestly, the thing is, we don't even recognise that sometimes we make poor plans, do we? Until often it's too late. You know, sometimes it's just a matter of we don't know what we don't know, and we make plans without all the information. And at other times in our humanness, we justify our plans in our minds and in our hearts as to why they are good plans. But actually, sometimes they are terrible plans. Uh, Sometimes we make plans thinking we have pure motives. And sometimes we think we have all the answers when really what we have is a giant lack of wisdom. Be wise. Give God your plan. Verse 2 tells us that all a person's ways seem pure to them. It seems by instinct that we justify ourselves and we see our own ways as pure. But Scripture says that motives are weighed by the Lord. Now, if we look at history, we will easily see that some of the most criminal and violent people have thought themselves pure in their own eyes. Uh, If we just look to the Bible, we see that the people who persecuted Jesus, you know, they thought themselves as doing the right thing. They saw a person claiming to be God and because he didn't fit their idea of what the Messiah was going to look like, they thought Jesus was blaspheming and needed to be punished by death. And we all know how that turned out. Uh, Groups have risen up over the course of history because they strongly believed in something. They believed that their way was the right way. Uh, The Nazi party, the Ku Klux Klan, in their minds, they had an idea of what they thought was right. And we know that is not the case. Now, the truth is that without wisdom, the heart is self-serving. And while these are extreme cases, the principle still applies to us but God knows what's going on. And while we can fool ourselves, and even from time to time we can fool others that our motives are good, God knows what is going on. And the matter is that if we, we deceive ourselves, don't we? We deceive ourselves so easily, which means we're actually not the best one to fully evaluate ourselves. It's only God, by His Spirit and through His Word, that provides the penetrating evaluation. So if we can't be trusted... And I'm just saying, I can't be trusted to make good decisions. Sorry, Pastor Pete. We'll chat about that later. (laughs) Um, If we can't be trusted to fully evaluate our motives, but we want to be wise and we want our plans to be successful, what do we do about it? What do we do about it? Well, this is the beautiful thing, right? The Bible actually gives us the answer. The very next verse, verse three. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. That's pretty lit, right? It's like what we've been saying. We need to commit our works. We need to commit um, what we're doing to the Lord and depend on God in our preparations and our plans. Be wise. Give God your plan. And, you know, by presenting our activities and our plans to God, it doesn't make them any less our own. Did you know that? You know, we are not mindless zombies who never get to have an idea or a thought or a plan. Um, You know, just because we take them to God just means that they're going to be less burdensome. It means that they're probably going to be better. Um, And if we, and we read that, our plans will succeed if we do that. It's a beautiful thing, really. 
You know, we've been given a life, we've been given a brain and the capacity to think for ourselves and make our own plans and, and we have our own desires for life and what we want to see happen in life. And, you know, we can actually make plans without even acknowledging God and things can still go well. All right? And you see that in the world. You know, people who don't know God, people who just deny God outright. But the reality is that we know that all good things come from God, don't they? Don't they? We read that in James 1.17. And so whether people believe it or not, it doesn't change the reality that firstly, God exists. And secondly, that he is a good God and he gives us good things even when we don't deserve them. He's just that awesome. And so if good things can come, even if we don't commit our works and plans and thoughts to God, then maybe you're wondering why should we even be bothered going to God with them and seeking his wisdom? Well, it's for that very reason, isn't it? It's for God's wisdom. Verse four tells us, the Lord has made everything for his own purposes, even the wicked for a day of disaster. You know, God's got some things sorted out. You know, he knows how this living thing works. He knows the order of the world and everything in it. He created it. He knows how it works. So why wouldn't you want to ask the one who knows all, who can impart in you some knowledge, some understanding, some wisdom on how you can do it better. You know, it's like reading and following the instructions to put your flat pack together. You know, people have already worked it out. You don't have to work it out. It's already been worked out for you. They've worked out how to put it together the best way. And they've shared that information by way of instructions. And God has not only been there and done that, but He created it. He knows everything and He knows what's going to happen before it even happens. So why would you not want to check in with God when you're making plans? It just makes sense. Be wise and what? Give God your plan. One person's listening. Give God your plan. Hey, but hey, sometimes we're just stubborn. We're human, we're stubborn. Um, our pride can get in the way and you know, it gets in the way of us humbling ourselves and seeking instruction and wisdom. But let me just show you what happens when people don't seek wise instruction. All right, see this, I don't know, I don't wanna get in your way. This is a door handle, clearly being put on the wrong way. Didn't follow instructions. All right, next one. These people installed a toilet in the nice little nook there. It says, it speaks for itself. Next one. This bathtub, don't know if you see it, right next to a stairwell. You just hop out that bath and just fall down the stairs. Someone didn't think about that. Next one. Let's see this little tiny door. This tiny little door that's been put in next to the cupboard into the garage. Yes, that's for tiny little skinny people. I don't even know what these people were thinking. I don't I not know the purpose of those. Um, next. Thrill ride, thrill ride right there. All right, next one. Someone didn't think that through. I've got boys, that's bad, that's bad. That's gonna be smelling in no time. Uh, They installed this toilet down that very, very narrow, long corridor. Gotta do what you gotta do, I guess. Um, These people put the door upside down. That's pretty cool. Is there any more? Oh, and if you're looking for the toilet paper, sorry, it's just, uh, just in there. Is that the last one? That is the last one. I reckon behind each one of those planning disasters 
was a stubborn type B person who said, I can do it all by my own self. And they did not commit their plans to anyone, let alone God. And at some point, pride kicked in because at some point, I'm sure they realised that they did something terrible and yet they continued to the point of completion. Is anyone else in the room stubborn like that? Actually, don't, don't do that because that's not an efficient way. Let me use a more efficient method. Instead, put your hand up if your spouse or the person you came with is that stubborn. <laughs> yeah, that's more honesty in the room. There's, there's, there's a lot of stubbornness, it's rife. Verse five says, the Lord detests the proud, they surely will be punished. Now the stubborn and the proud people who put in those doors and built the toilet down that long skinny room, their punishment is that they now have to live with the consequences of their actions. They will receive what is known as natural consequences, no additional punishment required. Their stupidity and their pride for not seeking wisdom will be their punishment. But all jokes aside, I would actually like to suggest that everyone is proud in some regard, if we are honest. At different times in our lives, in some area of our life, we have all no doubt been prideful. You know, there may be times where we either think we have it all together or we are enough in ourselves or we don't need anyone else to help us or tell us what to do. And you know, we dig our heels in and we become stubborn and we close our ears to hearing from not only the people around us who may be able to offer us wise counsel, but we don't allow God to speak into our lives either. And we can get to the point when we, we know we need help we know we need direction, but our pride has gotten us to a, the point of stubbornness and we just don't feel as if we can get out. Can anyone relate? Yeah, and this, this can apply to our relationship with God and the way we conduct our lives. You know, when we prefer our self-will to God's will, we find ourselves in a bit of a prideful pickle. Now, unfortunately, this is where many people in the world find themselves. You know, they don't want to have anything to do with God and they reject God because they want to be the Lord of their own lives outside of God. And it's easy for us to say, hey, that's all those people out there in the world. But actually, how often do we do that? How often do we say, I want to do this, whatever it is, and yet you know deep in your heart that is not what God wants you to do, but you do it anyway. You know, whether it be the decision to drink too much alcohol, even though God says to be of sober mind, um, or to watch porn. You know, statistics say that at least 50% of the people in this room have watched porn at some point in their life, uh, and 8% of you look at it regularly. Now, maybe that's you and it's become a problem in your life and you get that feeling of regret or guilt or shame and you know that is not what God wants for your life. Now, maybe you feel God asking you to spend more time in his word, but instead you spend more time on social media or watching Netflix than you do with your family, let alone in purposeful time with God. Am I speaking to anyone here? Because I know sometimes I'm speaking to myself. Yeah, because I would argue that we are making too many decisions without first consulting God. And you can apply that to whatever is happening in your life. You don't need me to call it out because I believe you already know. But there is good news. There always is with God. Verse six tells us that God is merciful. 
And in his mercy and truth, he has provided atonement for our iniquity. That means that God, God's mercy prompted the great sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. And if we believe the truth that, God, that Jesus died as the sacrifice for our sins, you know, for all those plans that we make without consulting God, for all those decisions we make knowing that isn't what God wants, if we believe that Jesus did that for us and if we humble ourselves and ask for his forgiveness, then we are made right with God. And the verse goes on to say that by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil, meaning that when you know who God is, you know, he's, he's the creator of all, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who made it possible for us to know him personally through Jesus, you know, who loves us beyond anything we will ever know, then not only is that the beginning of wisdom, but it's also the foundation for a God-honouring life. To live in the fear of the Lord, to live in reverence of God and to place him as Lord of your life is to depart from evil. And when Jesus is the Lord of your life, when we take our plans and our works and our thoughts to him and we ask him for wisdom in what we do and we commit to him, Proverbs 16, 7 says, our ways can please the Lord. Now, how great is that? You know, it is actually possible for you to live a life that pleases God. Now, I love this. This isn't the idea that uh, we can be perfectly pleasing to God before our salvation is completed in resurrection and glorification because we can't. We, we just really don't have the ability to do that. That's why Jesus came. But instead, the idea is that in general, we can honour and please the Lord with our lives. And I think we all want to do that, don't we? If, if we don't, we should. So do we want to do that? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And when, when we live in this way, when we consult God about our plans and listen to the wisdom, our plans will be successful and God will bless you and, you know, and be peace, at peace even with others. And that's pretty cool. So we should be, be wise and give God our plans. Awesome. Now, earlier we spoke about the different plans that people have in their lives. All right? And I just wonder what your plans are. So we've just gone into a new year, new Many resolutions have been made. So let's look at some 2020 plans. Anyone here planning on studying this year or in the near future? Yeah, me, so there's a few of us. Uh, anyone have plans to get fit and healthy? Yeah, a few honest people. Hope that's going well for you. Uh, maybe run a mar marathon or an Ironman. Anyone? One person down here. Silly, foolish person. Um, anyone plan on winning the lotto this year? Yeah, one person, fantastic. Anyone just planning on coming into a lot of money? Just checking out who my friends for the year are. <laughs> that shakes. Um, anyone working on becoming rich and famous in the coming years? No one, no one for rich and famous, okay. Um, anyone not really got a plan but just wish they had a lot of money? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the rest of us. It's the rest of us. If you're someone who plans, whose plans are to get wealthy, or you're just hoping money will fall into your lap, uh, let's read this next nugget of wisdom. It says, better to have little with godliness than to be rich and dishonest. Now, I'm sure it's not news to you, but sometimes those who are the most righteous in the world have very little of the material comforts of the world. But... What I want you to see here is that these aren't the only two options in life, okay? It's not that you either have a little with righteousness or be rich and dishonest, okay? It's that when these two options are compared, the first is clearly better. So I just want you to know that it's okay to have a plan to be wealthy, okay? But just like all of the plans that we make, 
Make sure that your heart is seeking righteousness more than it's seeking wealth. Make sure you are operating with the right motives and with the right heart and that you're planning with integrity and with God's wisdom. Be wise. Give God your plans. You know, earthly things are not the most important things to be trying to get or achieve. Um, it's great to have desires and plans, and I believe that God has put those in our heart. Um, you know, He puts purpose in our lives, and He gives us things to aim for. Um, but planning things for our lives, you know, planning things for our lives is not a bad thing. But what is more important than achieving those things is that we seek God and we seek His righteousness. You know, Jesus tells us plainly. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. Which brings us full circle with verse nine. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Now, our God is a God who plans. All right? And because we are made in his image, we also think about and plan our lives. And in fact, many people would probably do well to more carefully plan their way. And as we've been talking about, we would be wise to bring our plans before God and seek His wisdom and commit our plans and tasks to Him for His blessing. And we are to seek His righteousness above all else and that will bring us success and peace. But as much as we plan, as we can and we should, we should never think that our ability to plan makes us Lord over our lives. God directs our steps. It is the Lord who determines our steps. Every plan we make should be held in humility before God and surrender to His ultimate will. We should be wise and give God our plans. Let's pray. And Father God, I just thank You that You have given us the desire and the ability to plan and make preparations for our lives. I thank You that You created us in Your image and we can dream and have desires for how we would like things to be. But I ask that you help us to always plan and dream and prepare in conversation and consultation with you, because that is when the best plans are made. Church, as you continue to pray, I would just love you to keep your eyes closed and your heads bowed. Now, I don't know about you, but I know that sometimes in life, I'm so blessed to see so many plans come to life. You know, maybe not always perfect to plan, but I have the privilege of seeing my dreams become a reality. And they have been some great times in my life and I'm so grateful for those. And maybe you know what that feels like. You know, you've also seen plans and dreams come to be and you know that God has blessed your life in many ways. Hey, maybe you're in a season like that right now. You know, life is full of blessing and it's right on track and you are loving life. I would just love to encourage you to spend these moments just thanking God for His provision and His blessing. Now, maybe though you're in a season where your plans actually aren't going how you thought they would. Now, I know there have been seasons in life where things have seemed like a disaster in my own life. You know how I had visioned something panning out turned out completely different to how I had imagined and I've just been gutted. And it felt like in those moments, I'd just been punched in the gut and I couldn't get my breath. Now, maybe you can relate. And maybe life is not currently looking how you had planned. Maybe that's your story today. And maybe you are out of work looking for a job. Maybe your marriage is struggling and it's looking grim. Maybe your loved one is struggling with a medical condition and it's just relentless with the medical appointments and the pain. 
maybe your plans right now are just to survive financially. You know, you can't even fathom being financially comfortable. You're barely keeping food on the table or paying the mortgage. I know that life throws curveballs sometimes and in those moments, you can't even plan. You know, you can't even see what tomorrow could be like because you're so deep in crisis that it's sometimes hard to breathe. And so if that's you today, I want you to hear this. Verse 9, again, it says, We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. He determines our steps. If we know the plan, great. God directs our steps. If we don't know the plan, it actually doesn't matter because the Lord determines our steps. The beautiful thing is that if we just come to God, whether we bring Him a plan or we bring Him our hurt, our confusion, our frustration, He will determine our steps. One step followed by the next step. No matter where you find yourself today, no matter how hard it seems, in the words of Frozen 2, all you need to do is the next right thing. And if you're asking God for His wisdom and His direction, I believe that He will show you the next right step. And if we're being really honest, you know, some days the next right thing is just to open your eyes and cry out to God. You know, that's actually okay. The next right thing might be just to get out of bed, as challenging as that might be. Different seasons will call for different steps, but the consistent thing is that God is there. And He is working. And He is a God of miracles. And I believe that God will lead you through your struggle. He will direct your steps. We just need to invite Him to come and do only what He can do. And so as we move into our next time of worship and we sing, this is a move again. If you've got plans that just aren't going according to how you've envisioned them. I want you to take this opportunity to cry out to God, to invite Him to come and move, to give you the wisdom to take the next step. So let's stand to our feet, church. Let's do business with God during this next song. If you need prayer, you can just turn to the person next to you and ask them to pray for you. If you feel led, we're going to have a prayer team out the front, our pastoral and discipleship elders, and you can come forward and someone will pray for you here. But use this time to really call out to God, seek Him for His wisdom. And uh, I believe if we do that collectively as a church, we'll be a flourishing community. Let's worship.